listening to Coast to Coast Latino. This particular song was recorded live in 1963. That's the way the producer, the the owner of Reprise Records wanted it. And the owner, producer, was Frank Sinatra. The singer is Trini Lopez, the late Trini Lopez. This particular song went on to become a huge worldwide hit for Trini. Trini has an incredible story. Born in Dallas, Texas, grew up in uh, Little Mexico in Dallas, got in trouble. His father, a musician, dancer, singer, got him his first guitar, a Gibson guitar, and from there it was history. He came out in movies, he came out on television shows, uh, extremely popular. He was popular all the way up until his death. Uh, in August of this year, 2020. Uh, incredible story. And by the way, his music is available on iTunes if you want to watch some of his videos. And he is, uh, this particular song is is also videotaped live, so you can watch this. Uh, great guy, great performer, incredible voice, incredible guitar player. He brought music, Latino music, into perspective. Uh, where Richie Valance left off in 1959, Trini Lopez took off in 1963, and uh, a excellent musician, excellent performer, uh, wonderful story. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, read some of his stories. They're also available online. We have a lot of information we've got packed in this half hour of Coast to Coast Latino. My name is Adrian Perez. I am your host. I want to thank you for joining me today, Friday, Friday the 13th. And for those of you that are superstitious, you might want to avoid uh, crossing a black cat, uh, walking underneath a ladder, uh, breaking a mirror, and a whole mess of other things that are associated with uh, Friday the 13th. This particular Friday the 13th, though, is extremely unique in that Arizona, last night, Arizona announced that they had voted for Joe Biden for president. They called it last night. That means that uh, Joe Biden has the potential of uh, receiving well over 300 electoral votes. Uh, he's probably going to surpass what uh, Donald Trump received back in 2016. Uh, Donald Trump received approximately 314 electoral votes. Uh, we believe that Joe Biden is going to end up with 316. Uh, Donald Trump continues to be uh, battling the, the whole idea of conceding the election to Joe Biden. So he has had his attorneys filing lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit in many of the more contentious states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, 
And let me tell you, folks, it, almost every single one of those lawsuits has already been thrown out. In one particular lawsuit in Pennsylvania, the judge actually schooled the attorneys for Donald Trump on what is evidence and how to present evidence in a court of law when allegations of fraud are made. Um, there is no fraud. What uh, Donald Trump is doing is he has uh, maneuvered to delay two things, to delay the transition, the peaceful transition uh, of Joe Biden into becoming uh, our 46th president. But he's also setting himself up to either run for office in 2024 or to raise enough money to be able to elect the two individuals, the two Republicans that are running in Georgia on a special runoff come January. The data that's available right now is incredible. It's real data, meaning that it's coming from the elections offices in uh, every single state. It's not, it's not projections, it's not polls. This is raw data, real data. And uh, it's clearly indicating two things that I think is critical for the Latino community to fully understand. Okay, first of all, in counties that are red, they clearly rejected Donald Trump. Even though they elected all their Republicans, they elected all Republicans except Donald Trump. And it's consistent across the United States in every single state, including Arizona, which, like I just mentioned, was called for Joe Biden last night. If you look at the vote and you look at the breakdown of the ethnicity of the different uh, 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 counties, you'll see that it was mostly white females that voted against Donald Trump. You'll also see that a huge number of Latinos voted against Donald Trump. Okay, I'm not saying they voted for Joe Biden. They voted against Donald Trump. You see, Donald Trump hasn't taken care of the COVID. COVID-19 has had two significant impacts on the United States. First of all, the mortality rate is absolutely astounding. It's ridiculous how high these numbers are. California alone for the first time reached over a million cases yesterday. Uh, when you look at the number of deaths, yeah, we're right on target to reach 250,000, perhaps by Thanksgiving. And when you look at the economy, the number of people that are still unemployed, the number of businesses that are that are closing their doors, shuttering their doors forever, is increasing. There is no stimulus uh, uh, funding because neither the Democrats nor the Republicans have been able to sit down and actually negotiate something decent. And perhaps more critical is the fact that the average American knows that in order to fix the economy, you gotta address the pandemic. 
you have to fix the pandemic. And right now, the country is suffering because the number of cases continues to break worldwide records on infections and on deaths. And the United States is leading the charge. Who do we blame for all of this? Donald Trump. Donald Trump knew about the pandemic back in January. He could have addressed it back in January. Instead, he fired some of the key individuals. He defunded some of the programs that would have addressed this. And he has continuously questioned the science behind taking action to address this pandemic. He really felt that the pandemic was going to make him lose the election, so he lied to us, continuously lied to us. And now he's especially angry that uh, Pfizer uh, two days ago came out and said, hey, guess what? There's a, a 90% possibility that we have a vaccine. He's angry that Pfizer couldn't come up with that information sooner to be able to somehow protect him from being thrown out of office. However, it is the way it is, as he says. It is what it is. Uh, he has essentially been fired by the American people. We are interested in this country coming back together, but more importantly, for someone to take the charge and fix the pandemic so we can fix our economy, so we Americans can go back into some semblance of 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 normalcy which is what we have not experienced since february of this year so the numbers are are telling us a lot of stuff okay and i'm going to break it down for you uh especially in terms of uh the uh, latino vote but some of the things that i want to bring out to you is to listen to this very carefully Trumpsters, Trump supporters are still out there. Okay, this country is divided. There's no question about it. The Trump supporters are going to continue pushing the Trump philosophy, which is a combination of lies, disobeying laws, and also perhaps the most important is to minimize the importance of how our Constitution works in the United States. Now, Donald Trump and his followers have been doing this pretty much since Donald Trump first got elected. They've been questioning how things operate. They've been trying to dismantle how things operate and try to make it work on behalf of Donald Trump. And I know many of you have heard how Donald Trump does not accept his salary. Okay, understand that he really doesn't give his money to, to charity, first of all. And secondly, his salary, his annual salary, is dwarfed by the amount of money he's making in his resorts throughout the world. And the reason he's making so much money, almost $2 billion since he got elected, the reason he's making so much money and has, in his uh, resorts is because those are destination points that he has required foreign governments, foreign leaders, and wealthy individuals to spend their time at, okay? 
Is he using his position to make a lot more money? Absolutely, he's doing that. Uh, we all have heard how he owes a lot of money. Uh, $4.5 million, $450 million, rather, to uh, some unknown group of people. He's got to come up with that money because that is a lot of money to owe. And he continues to ignore everything that people have been telling him that makes sense to move forward. Whenever somebody disagrees, he fires them. Yesterday, a, uh, a uh, Homeland Security uh, manager came out and said, this is probably the most secure election the United States has ever held. And then he followed up that same statement with, and I know Donald Trump is going to fire me for making that statement, but I don't care. You see, what's going on is that a lot of people in government, in the federal government, are recognizing that Donald Trump has been a terrible cancer for this country. And they're trying to rid of that cancer. And I know some of you who supported Donald Trump and, and have been following Donald Trump and truly believe in the guy. Uh, let me share something with you. While you see people that are uh, supporting his position of suing states, those same people have a handful of so-called affidavits demonstrating fraud in one hand, and on the other hand, they have their resume because they they know they, they need to find a job. Will the courts overturn the election? Nope, absolutely not. There is too much evidence that shows there was no fraud, but that the elections were held uh, with, with everything to ensure that it was done right and there was no fraud. And the Secretary of State in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, they're Republican. And yet Donald Trump has been attacking them, calling them rhinos, which is Republican in name only, and trying to minimize their capacity in ensuring that they run a good and smooth and, more importantly, legal election. And... By questioning the legitimacy of, of this election, he's also questioning the democracy that we have adopted for over 200 years in the United States of America. We have our, our, our most important voice is our vote. And Donald Trump is saying that your vote is not worth it because he believes that somebody came in and signed your name or took your ballot and changed the, the, the ballot somehow. Well, there's no proof of that. In fact, there's no proof that dead people voted, which is another allegation that he makes. Overall, Donald Trump is mentally in trouble. He keeps tweeting that we will win. Uh, and for those that are standing by real close to him, they support that. Now, the Republican leadership in the Senate is also supporting his right to challenge votes. They're not saying they support the lawsuits. They're saying he has a right to challenge votes.
But they're doing that because they also know that they need to make sure that the two individuals that are in runoffs in the state of Georgia, the two Republicans that are in runoffs in the state of Georgia come January, that they need to win in order to hold on to the Senate. If they lose, they lose their ability to hold on to the Senate. So now you've got the Senate, the House of Representatives, and the presidency, all being Democrats. Last night, I participated in a uh, in a uh, Zoom meeting, town hall, conducted by the Lincoln Project. And for those of you not familiar with the Lincoln Project, the Lincoln Project was created by a group of uh, Republicans, Republican strategists to be exact, uh, and former elected officials, former leaders, uh, who were frustrated and became more frustrated as Donald Trump continued his uh, uh, reckless approach at being president of the United States. He also started changing the Republican Party. And these are old school Republicans that are saying, no, that's not the direction, the direction we want our Republican Party to go. So they came together, they organized, and they became this humongous powerhouse that uh, ensured many Republicans who felt the same way would not endorse or support or, or vote for Donald Trump. And that's what happened. Uh, the Lincoln Project was very critical in in uh, in putting advertising and putting um, social media uh, messaging and other opportunities to really derail Donald Trump's re-election, and they were ex very successful. And all you need to do is look at the votes again, where Republicans live, where the majority of Republicans voted for their local officials that are Republican, but yet they turned around and rejected Donald Trump. Now, uh, a lot of Democrats who voted for uh, for Joe, Joe Biden, believe it or not, also crossed over and voted for some Republicans. This is very important. What this means is that the majority of people in the United States rejected the whole concept of socialism. The Democrats need to find a new message if they want to stay in power in four years. The Democrats really need to change their tone in order to stay in power uh, in four years. And if they don't do that, they're going to find themselves out of power. And I also believe that the new Republicans, which is actually the old Republicans, are going to get back into power. And we're going to see a combination of conservative values. We're going to see uh, a more concerted effort to address issues across the nation. Uh, and we're going to see a strengthening of our international abilities, which have been compromised significantly under Donald Trump. Can Joe Biden do the same thing? Well, we're going to see. Let me tell you, this morning, 
uh, Joe Biden received a congratulatory uh, call from uh, Pope, Pope Francis. And uh, because Joe Biden is going to be the second president of the United States who happens to be Roman Catholic. And uh, uh, as we know, you know, the, the, the first was the late uh, John F. Kennedy who was assassinated. But Joe Biden is now the second to be Roman Catholic and to be elected president of the United States. Will Joe Biden hang in there? We don't know. Uh, he is on an age at, at the age of 78. We hope he hangs in there. But if he doesn't, we believe that uh, Kamala Harris can take over the reins and that Kamala Harris is uh, well-tempered in order to be able to manage a, a continued positive presidency. But there are a lot of people who criticize her uh, across the U.S. for her actions. Some call her too liberal. Others, uh, especially in the state of California, have different opinions about her abilities, uh, considering the way she ran the uh, state uh, uh, attorney general's office. And newspapers like the LA Times and the San Francisco Chronicle were extremely critical of Kamala Harris. So it's going to be interesting as to whether or not she can actually assume those duties, but we're jumping way ahead of ourselves in assuming that Joe Biden, for some reason, is going to be unable to fulfill his duties as president of the United States. Because you know what? So far, he looked pretty good. When he came out to uh, to give his acceptance speech, uh, he actually jogged out onto the stage. Jogged out. So, you know, there there are things that are telling us, yeah, he's got the energy, he's got the ability, he's going to hang in there. But then we also know that at age 78, you know, people begin to lose uh, uh, their their facilities, if you will. Uh, and, uh, you know, it could be a cause for concern for many. So let's talk about Latinos and, and how we voted on uh, this election. There are 32 million Latinos registered to vote across the United States. Uh, of course, the number varies state by state, but the bottom line is when you look at the total number, we're a very significant force. Okay, 32 million is definitely nothing to scoff at. Generation Z, by the way, uh, is probably going to become the largest voting block within the Latino community. Uh, Generation Z are the individuals that are becoming 18 years of age, and it's estimated that Latinos become uh, or reach age 18 every 30 seconds across the U.S. So the numbers continue to grow. Out of the uh, 32 million eligible voters, uh, it's estimated that Mexicans voted 74% for Joe Biden, 23% for Donald Trump. Puerto Ricanos, 70% for Joe Biden, 26% for Donald Trump. Cubans, Cuban Americans, 45% for Joe Biden, 52% for Donald Trump. 
Central Americans, 59% voted for Joe Biden, 29% voted for Donald Trump. And South American was 58% for Joe Biden, 40% uh, for Donald Trump. This is according to Latino Decisions. Latino Decisions is a well-respected uh, number cruncher organization that looks at numbers across the U.S. regarding Latinos and their voting habits. They, based on uh, their analysis, they estimate that Joe Biden received 70% of the Latino vote and Donald Trump received 27% of the Latino vote. Now in 2016, uh, Donald Trump actually received 29% uh, of the Latino vote. So that again tells us that the efforts by the Democratic Party as well as uh, Republicans uh, to to uh, vote against Donald Trump was extremely successful uh, just by looking at the percentages and how they've cut into Donald Trump's uh, support uh, among Latinos. And in terms of uh, voters, uh, Latino voters, uh, uh, men, Latino men, voted 67% for Joe Biden, 31% for Donald Trump, Women, Latinas, voted 73% for Joe Biden, 23% for Donald Trump. Again, women led the charge on this, and I made that prediction over a month ago, that it was going to be women, especially white women, that were going to vote for Joe Biden and against Donald Trump. And understand that a lot of these people voted against Donald Trump, even though they went out and voted uh, for their Republican representative. They voted against Donald Trump. Very, very telling. Uh, in terms of the uh, age uh, breakdown, uh, Latinos between the ages of 18 and 29, 74% voted for Joe Biden, 21% for Donald Trump. Between the ages of 30 and 39, 64% voted for Joe Biden, 32% for Donald Trump. Between the ages of 40 and 59, 69 voted for Joe Biden, 29% voted for Donald Trump. And the 60 plus, 75% voted for Joe Biden, 23% voted for Donald Trump. And in terms of a breakdown between suburban and rural, uh, Latinos living in suburban areas, 72% supported Joe Biden, 25% voted for Donald Trump. And in rural, uh, Latinos, 67% voted for Joe Biden, 27% for Donald Trump. So extremely telling data, and all of this is available at uh, latinodecisions.com. If you get a chance, go on there, check it out. Very, very interesting data. It also breaks it down by states. And in every state, you're going to see uh, a huge, significant number in favor of Joe Biden. And that includes Florida, by the way. Florida received 59% 
of the Latino vote went to Joe Biden and in Florida, uh, Latinos for Donald Trump were at 38%. Uh, again, uh, latinodecisions.com, check them out. Uh, excellent, excellent information for you uh, to consider. For those of you that are interested in learning more about what Latinos are doing across the United States, I want to invite you to join us at Coast to Coast Latino Facebook group. That's Coast to Coast Latino Facebook group. Uh, we post news on a daily basis of everything that's happening nationwide. Here's a very important article uh, coming out of... Uh, coming out of uh, uh, Milwaukee and uh, it talks about how Latinos became the largest minority voting bloc. Uh, to put that into perspective, young Latino earn, uh, turns 18 every 30 seconds and as votes are tabulated last week, the power of Latino vote was clearly demonstrated. Uh, this is because the so-called Latino vote is 32 millions, okay, 32 million of us. Uh, now, uh, Stephanie Rivera Berus, who has a doctorate in philosophy, is a professor of philosophy at Marquette University, uh, specializes in analyzing Latinos and Latino habits, Latino votes. And she says, when we're talking about what it means to be Latino in the United States, we're really referring to a very complex and wide range of identities that are arrived as a result, we have the ability to vote any way we want. We're not we're not unique in the sense that uh, all of us vote Democrat, and that's what she's saying. Uh, and she's also proposing the idea of perhaps no longer calling it the Latino vote, but just calling it Latino support. Uh, in uh, in CalMatters.org. Uh, there's an article in there regarding uh, California's need to uh, to appoint a Latino to replace Kamala Harris as senator of the state of California. So there's a lot of pressure now on Governor Gavin Newsom to appoint a Latino Latina to represent California. I want to thank you for joining us this Friday the 13th at Coast to Coast Latino. Uh, we appreciate you uh, taking time from your busy day to coming out and visiting us. Uh, we encourage you to listen to all of our podcasts. You can find them all at coasttocoastlatino.com. But you can also find us on Spotify, Pandora, uh, Apple Music, uh, and a whole mess of other platforms that are now available out there. Uh, check us out. I want to thank you for joining us. My name is Adrian Perez. We are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the arts. Until next time, stay safe, wear a mask, and take care of each other.